Welcome to Shift, a college admissions ACT and SAT podcast for a changing world. I'm Tyler, founder of Achievable, and we have an affordable ACT course that uses memory-based adaptive learning technology to get you better results in less time. You can get a free trial by visiting achievable.me, and if you like it, you can use the code podcast to get 10% off at checkout. Now, let's get started. Today, we have Eric Kolb with us, and Eric, I'd love if you can introduce yourself and a little bit about your background. Hi, Tyler. Thanks for having me on the podcast today. Thanks for um, setting this up as well. I'm happy to be here. My, uh, my background is I've been a tutor and an educational consultant for about 23 years. I started part-time when I was a college student, and I've been a professional tutor for a number of years now, and I primarily do test prep, academic uh, support, and uh, college advising. And I work with a lot of students, both domestically in the US and uh, around the world. I, I work primarily um, remotely with my students. So I'm um, always happy to work with students from wherever they are. And I tend to work with a lot of students applying to uh, US and UK colleges. Um, but I also have worked with a few other students who have applied to schools in other countries as well. Great. Yeah. And I think um, that international experience is going to be really helpful today. Um, we uh, want to talk today about tips for international students applying to U.S. colleges, right? Uh, and I feel yeah. like it's sort of something that um, so much of the college admissions world is really focused on helping U.S. students apply to U.S. colleges, which Makes sense, right? That's probably a big chunk of that market. Um, but yeah, just in general, uh, I really am excited today to dig into the U.S. college uh, application process when you're applying from out of the U.S. So let's start by maybe, um, I don't know if you want to lay the groundwork or kind of talk about how the process is different first and then maybe talk about ways to improve your application. Uh, but how do you want to get started? Yeah, let's talk a little bit about some of the differences between the American educational system and other educational systems around the world in terms of higher education. Uh, so mm -hmm. as many listeners probably know, the American college application process is uh, quite complex. And I know, Tyler, you've talked about this on some <laughs> of the other podcast uh, episodes in the last couple of months. And for the American college application, it's really a multifaceted, um, multifaceted process that involves a combination of academics, in some cases, uh, standardized testing, extracurricular activities, essays, teacher recommendations, mm -hmm. in some cases, an interview. So there are many factors that prospective applicants to American colleges need to consider. I've noticed in working with a lot of students internationally that um, non-American high schools often place less emphasis on some of these um, kind of more intangible qualities of like personal development, uh, co contribution mm -hmm. to community, um, uh, things of that nature, which are not as easily measurable in terms of data, such as the GPA and the test scores that, of course, um, students who are hoping to apply to competitive colleges in the U.S. 
um, do of course need to have good grades and uh, test scores is another conversation that we could perhaps talk about uh, down the road. But uh, the aspect of the American college applications that's so unique, I think, is the emphasis on personal qualities, uh, students' interest, who you are um, outside of school and what sort of things you right. like to do um, that's not required of you. You know, what do you like to spend your free time on? Uh, do you spend time with your family? Are you in clubs? Are you uh, an athlete? Do you, are you a musician? Right. Are you an artist? Uh, and a lot of students tell me, oh, you know, I, I don't really have time for that sort of thing. You know, I'm so busy with school. And for applicants who are applying to American colleges, it's so important to emphasize that you cannot just submit good grades and high test scores. You You must have some other thing about you that will make the colleges interested in you as an applicant because ultimately right. colleges are trying to build a diverse and interesting student body and so they're they want students who are going to make their campus community a better place to put it simply right and i can see that being a bit of a culture shock if you're coming from like europe or asia or just in general where maybe that's not as emphasized and you're like who cares? Right. Or you're, or it's just like not something that you ever really thought was important, right? Like you're, you're more focused on, you know, okay, well I, I, you know, I'm in school, school is where you get good grades and then I'm doing the test thing. I'm going to get a good test score. That's what you do, right? Like, why is there this extra, Absolutely. like for lack of a better word, kind of like fluffy stuff that maybe, Absolutely. especially if it's not emphasized in your, in your home country is, is seems a little, um, I don't know, silly is not the right word, superfluous, right? Exactly. And I find that with a lot of students, they tell me that they think it's more important to prioritize the academics, which it's, it is true that the academics probably are the most important element of the college application, but it's a necessary but not sufficient aspect of the process. And so just to give you um, more of a concrete example, so I was working with a student recently um, uh, from, a, uh, from the Middle East. Um, I don't need to necessarily say the specific country or, or city, but this student goes to a high school that um, does not have clubs. They are not allowed mm -hmm. at this student's high school. And so the high school is 100% focused on classes, grades, academics, clubs are not even allowed. And so this student of mine was really <laughs> interested in, uh, the student of mine was really interested in environmentalism and he wanted to arrange some friends together and do like some park cleanups or something in his local community that would, would relate to his interest in environmentalism and also be a way to kind of give back and volunteer, contribute to his his city. And right. his, he, he had a very frustrating experience because his school was not supportive of this. And his, his teachers actually were kind of discouraging him from doing this and saying, don't, you know, don't volunteer. You need to spend this time focusing on your studies. And that's um, a little bit of a different mindset. Um, not that this one particular student's anecdote is representative of um, a broader trend necessarily, but 
my point is just that the um, the American college system really does want students to engage in things that they're passionate about. So what I told this student is I said, hey, you know, you're interested in an environmentalism. You want to do something to contribute to your community. You don't have to do it through your school. You can you can set up right. your own um you know, you can get some friends together and create your own kind of club or organization outside of school. You know, you can get an adult to be sort of a mentor and be a resource or a guide in the process. And I think right. in a lot of cases, when you're thinking about kind of how to take advantage of opportunities that are around you, you may find that you have to create your own opportunities. If you don't have opportunities explicitly provided at your school um the the thing right that... i mean it sounds like there's a bit of a there's a bit of a disconnect because in the united states like as you mentioned there's a lot more support for things like that right like yes, there's a exactly. lot more acceptance and sort of structure around that and so if you don't if you're in a country where that doesn't exist either the support or the structure or both you are going to have to do a little bit more work, unfortunately, to kind of like do those same extracurricular things. Exactly. And if, if you don't mind, I, I'd love to tell you about another anecdote of a student who really did a great job of kind of showcasing her personal interests in her college application by highlighting some work that she had done um, to set up her own business, actually. And so this is a student of mine who uh, is very interested in design. She's very artistic. She um, is also somewhat business oriented. She She's interested in marketing, um, sort of how social media plays into advertising products. And, mm. and this student, I began working with her when she was about 15. Uh, so I think she was a sophomore in high school and she really had this passion for uh for design for clothing um style and she and i had talked about how she could maybe par parlay this interest of hers into something that she could um sort of go in more depth on such that it could be something that would be uh, kind of like a primary activity for her in high school that she could also use um uh, in her college applications. And so mm -hmm. to make a long story short, what this student ended up doing is she created her own clothing line where she made the designs herself. And this was something that she was doing anyway. She was just, you know, in her free time, she was just in her room designing clothing. And I encouraged her to take it to the next level and make it a little more official. And so what she did is she took an online course on how to make a website. She learned how to make a website, made a very simple website to market her clothing. She hired a photographer and she got a couple friends to help her model the clothing designs. Right. And none of this, none of this was with any parental support. None of this was with any school support. She did this all independently at age 15. Wow. She create, she created a couple of social media accounts to market her, her material. And it took off and you know she got written wow. up and she got written up in some magazines she got um you know a lot of um sort of viral uh you know viral sharing of some of her posts 
And, mm-hmm. and this student is just a great example of how you can take something that you're interested in and really go in depth, even as a high school student. I think a lot of high school students think, oh, you know, this is something that I can't really do at my age. But right. if you're motivated and you're passionate, you can find a way. And so I think... Um, right. There's a great old quote from the 90s, uh, which is, on the internet, nobody knows you're a dog. And it's like a picture with a dog sitting at a computer. And I mean, the truth is, you know, no one really knows or cares about your age or or what what it is, you know, that maybe your experiences or whatever, if you're worried you don't have enough experience. Um, they're really just going to evaluate what you're doing at face value for the most part. Um, Absolutely. Right? Unless it's something like you're trying to be a consultant or give advice in some way, where if you're 15, it might be hard to get people to bite on that. But I think in general, exactly. um, there, there's a lot that you can do. And, you know, you don't even necessarily have to put your name on it right away as much as you can just build it. And that's still something you can talk about, right? Right. And another thing that... Um, Another thing that is maybe worth thinking about there is when you're doing any sort of activity, make sure to keep track of what you're doing because a lot of students don't realize that when they're filling out the college applications, in particular, the the common application, which is one of the main application platforms for American colleges, students are actually asked to list not just what activities that they do, but how many hours per week they did that activity, how many weeks per year they did that activity. And so as as you go through high school, this applies to uh, American students and students outside of the U.S., make sure that you're keeping track of all your activity hours because you are going to have to put that on your college application. Uh, now, of course, you yeah, can, ask, you can you don't need to be it. like, yeah, I was going to say you can estimate it, you, I, but I think it's probably, you know, good to say, yeah, you know, during the summer, I was probably averaging four hours a day. During right. school, I was averaging like an hour a day, or just just general o- overview. So that because you, if you try to look back six months and figure it out, it's going to be pretty difficult, right? Right, exactly. And that's why I that's why I always encourage my students just to keep track of what they're doing. Not that they need to say you know two point seven five hours, but just by the time you're a senior, you might not remember that the summer after your freshman year, you volunteered two hours a week at the library. So, right. You know, right. Yeah, no, just a simple, a simple word doc uh, is all you need, right? Put it on Google cloud or wherever you (laughs) you store your documents and just keep it updated. I think that's a really good idea. Um, I'd love to shift gears a little bit here because I feel like we've talked a little bit about how, you know, it's important for colleges to see U S colleges to see that you have extracurricular activities. And that might be a little challenging depending on where you're trying to do them. Um, but I think I'd love to kind of dig into like the why, right? Like, yeah, what is it about? Like, why are U S colleges so interested in this? And, you know, some of it is admittedly kind of due to the structural limitations of the American school system where, you know, I heard a stat and I don't know how accurate this is, but like the stat I heard talking to somebody else was that at least 40%, if not 50% of us high school students have a 4.0 GPA now, which is just means that it's like, <laughs> it, it, it's almost like 
not helpful anymore right. to have good grades. And I mean, obviously, when you're coming from an international school system, if that college is used to getting applications from your school, they'll understand what your GPA means. But if they're not used to getting applications from their school, they may not necessarily put the same weight on grades that the school does, right? Um, and so that's right. where, at least in my opinion, you know, the U.S. colleges are trying to learn a little bit more about people as a way to differentiate lots of people with 4.0 GPAs, right? That's and, exactly But I think right. there's also like a goal on the other side too. Um, and the goal, as you said, is the diverse experience of uh, diverse experiences and passions of their student body. So I'd love That's to hear right. a little bit more about both of those sort of aspects. That's right. Yeah, I think you hit on two two aspects of two aspects of the process that are um, that are really important. So uh, one one is the building a diverse and interesting student body, and and mm-hmm. so most most colleges and. I guess it should be said that there's a distinction between um, sort of highly competitive colleges versus uh, less highly competitive colleges, because I think at the highly competitive colleges, and when I say that, you know, I don't want to necessarily put a number on it, but say if it's, it's, if it's less likely that you get in than the other way around. (laughs) Well, I mean, yeah, I think there's, there's gradients to all this stuff, right? But let's there, just, there you know, are for, for hypothetical sake, it's, you know, Harvard, Yale, Stanford, those kind of places. Exactly. And so, um, you know, for the sake of uh, the conversation, if, if we're talking about a place like Harvard, um, you know, I, I read one time the director of admissions at Harvard said that if they wanted to, Harvard could fill their entire freshman class with people with perfect GPAs and 1600 SAT scores. Right, but if, they get but enough of course, applicants. Right, they yeah. get enough. They get enough applicants every year who have perfect GPAs and test scores. But of course, Harvard does not want to only accept people based on their GPAs and test scores because that would probably be a very boring freshman class at Harvard. And <laughs> well, and and it's also like they there's sort of a how do you say, I don't want to say like a spiritual aspect to this, but it's like they, they want their school to be about more than just good grades, right? They want exactly. their school to have um, a, like a lot going on culture wise. I think maybe exactly. not spiritually, it's culturally. They want to have a culturally interesting place. Absolutely. And that's, that's an aspect that I think international applicants to American schools can use to their advantage because it is absolutely true that colleges want American colleges in particular want to have an interesting place to be. They want to build an interesting community of, of people who are intellectually engaged, culturally engaged, you know, um, American colleges also, I think one thing that surprises a lot of international students is that American colleges also have clubs and sports and, you know, there's lots of stuff going on on a college campus. It's a whole world. It's not just about the school. Now, obviously, the school is the, you know, kind of the primary function of the of the, uh, of the experience. But, you know, you have to live there for four years. So, you know, <laughs> when you're thinking about colleges, you know, if, if you're coming from Saudi Arabia and you are applying to 
you know, University of Minnesota, you need to think about what's the climate difference going to be like? How is that going to affect my daily life? And um, what sort of things will I be able to do in this place? What's the food like? And um, anyway, my, my point being that when students are applying to college, they they should ideally be thinking more broadly than just about their academic selves, but their whole selves. And, and so colleges want students who are engaged in the world and students who will be engaged on campus. So, right. you know, they want to accept students who will participate in a club on campus. They want to accept students who will, you know, maybe if you're, for example, an education minded person, maybe while you're an undergraduate, you might work in the writing center tutoring younger students, for example. And, you know, mm. there are all sorts of, um, there are all sorts of kind of soft skills that I think are really important too, that students don't think about um, sort of compassion, you know, flexibility, uh, intellectual openness. And these are sort of characteristics that you can, um, as, a, as an applicant to colleges, you can highlight the, some of these characteristics in your essays and by pursuing extracurricular activities that showcase your passions. Um, mm -hmm. So the example that I mentioned earlier of the, um, I had a student who started her own business related to a clothing line that she wanted to uh, sort of build up and design. And that was a great way for her to show her interest, her skill, her leadership, her maturity, just through this one thing that she did in high school, she was able to really show colleges that um, this was something that she's passionate about and meant a lot to her. And, uh, you know, I'm not going to give her name or anything, but this student, uh, this student was accepted to, a, you know, very well known and well regarded American college and great and uh, is doing well. Yeah. I mean, I think that just, um, when I, when I think about, uh, these things, sometimes it's helpful to kind of understand maybe the why behind it. Right. And I think that the, the, the big thing that you highlighted is that students that are more than one dimensional, like high GPA people make the campus life more interesting. They make it a more attractive place for other students to go. They also will be more likely to participate in the clubs and activities that are kind of like the lifeblood of campus life. Um, so that's the why, right? Like if you're kind of, if you're coming from an international, um, you know, from another country outside the U S and you're asking yourself like, what, you know, why are they even worried about this? Um, that that's sort of the reasoning behind it. And I feel like as an international applicant, you have a little bit of an advantage in a way if the school is trying to get a diverse student body because they probably don't have that many applicants from your country, definitely not compared to how many they're getting from the U S. So how do you take this, um, sort of knowledge that we've shared today about, you know, what the colleges want and leverage that to improve your application, um, when you're applying to the U S colleges? Yeah, that's a great question. I think, Part of the strategy is, is kind of a long-term strategy, thinking about what you're doing 
throughout the high school process. So, you know, if there are any listeners who are who are um, freshmen or sophomores or parents of younger students, this is something that I think is worthwhile to think about on the earlier side of high school is, you know, what are you or what is your kid um, going to pursue throughout high school that will kind of culminate in this college application process? The um, so I, there's something you, you mentioned earlier that um, I wanted to just uh, clarify something that I had said. Uh, I want to make mm-hmm. sure I'm also including extracurricular activities that are more academically oriented. And I think, you know, we were talking a little bit about extracurricular activities that are maybe uh, separate from what the student might be studying, but they're also academic extracurricular activities. So for example, a student who has a strong interest in um, uh, maybe becoming an engineer, as a high school student, it would be great if you if you know you have an interest in engineering, it would be great to do some sort of extracurricular activity at the high school level that could showcase that interest. For example, doing an internship maybe Mm -hmm. pursuing research with a university professor. You could uh, work in a, uh, start a robotics club at your school. And all of these things are very attractive to colleges and the way that in in a practical sense, the way that you would kind of showcase or highlight these, these things that you're interested in is one through just showing them what you spend your time on. So in your application, Mm -hmm. you're going to list, all of your extracurricular activities and they'll see if this, oh, this student clearly, you know, for the last three years has been spending, you know, three or four hours a week on this one activity. That's clearly an area of passion for the student. Um, so part of it is just kind of listing what you've been doing in high school. But, um, but more importantly, you can use the essays as a way to really, um, tell colleges who you are, what you're passionate about. And as you said, Tyler, this is something that international students, I think, can use to their advantage because they may, in some cases, have life experiences that admissions officers in the U.S. are not as, they're not as accustomed to reading about. And so they Mm -hmm. may, may find that those stories are more interesting or more attention grabbing. And right. And I also want to make sure that I um, that I say that, you know, not everyone has to be a person who starts their own company or not everyone has to, you know, invent a new product for, you know, (laughs) filtering water or whatever it might be. You know, there are some superstar students who do things that are really impressive like that. But I think everyone has something that they're passionate about. And. You know, I had one student recently who was saying, you know, I, I hear what you're saying. You keep telling me extracurricular activities are so important, but I just I just really don't have that many interests. And, and I'll say, well, well, what do you spend time with when you get home from school? What do you do? And he said, well, I like to, you know, I like to read about, um, you know, my favorite sports team. I like read some, you know, blogs or I listen to a podcast about sports and I say, well, OK. So you're interested in sports, you're interested in broadcasts, you like to learn things. 
have you considered maybe a career in sports broadcasting? I mean, that's, that's a thing that you can do as a job. And, and, you know, I had another student who was really into video games and he thought, you know, he thought I wanted him to do an activity that was more classically academic. And I said, no, you're right. interested in video games, do video games, do what you love, but just right. find a way like to you make can make, you can make games now on like unity or other platforms and you exactly. don't really need and, that and much coding. And that's exactly what I said to this student is you like video games. Why don't you go to edX, which is an amazing education resource um, where you can take free high quality online courses. And I said, why don't you just take some programming classes on edX? And this student taught himself basics of game design and he's rolling with that now. And, and so he was able to take this activity that he liked to do, which is play video games. And now obviously you can't just say on your college application, I like to play video games. That's not particularly important, but if you can say, I like to play video games and I took it to the next level by learning how to code and made my own video game, which I'm now selling on the app store. Colleges are be much more interested in that story. Right. And it, and it's really all about pursuing your passions, right? And that's Absolutely. what they want to see. They yeah, want to see yeah, that I it's not just it you're a consumer. Yeah, Everyone has something they're interested in. You got to find what you're interested in and pursue it. And don't be afraid to fail and don't be afraid to change course. You know, I've had some students who thought that they were interested in one thing, pursued an activity to learn more about it and realized, actually, I don't like this very much. And that's fine. You can change, <laughs> you can change what you're interested in. I mean, I can tell you from my personal experience, when I was in high school, I thought I wanted to be an architect. When I went to college, I majored in philosophy, and now I'm a tutor who teaches a lot of math. So the world is <laughs> yeah, the world is interesting. and it's a lot it's a lot cheaper to figure that stuff out now before you go to college and sign up for a degree in a specific field than to realize that two years into your college experience, right? So it's it's good to yeah, try absolutely. things out and experiment and try to get um, you know just like you we said follow your passions and see where they lead and. Colleges just really want to see you take initiative. Exactly. And I mentioned this in passing earlier, but Tyler, when you just mentioned showing initiative, that's, that's another thing that I think for international students is important is, you know, you want to make sure that colleges can see that you're the type of person who's, you know, kind of mature enough to, you know, studying, studying in another country is, is a big deal. And, you know, you're moving right. away from your family, you're, uh, you know, depending on which country uh, of origin you're, you're from, you may be dealing with language differences that, that could be very challenging as well. And I think, you know, I think most students who apply to uh, study in the U.S. from abroad have fairly high levels of English or go to international schools, uh, etc. But um, that's another thing about the international applicant that, uh, you know, a uh, thing to consider is if you're not a native English speaker, you will have to take most likely either the TOEFL or the IELTS, depending on where you're applying to demonstrate English language proficiency. So that's, um, you know, something that American uh, applicants don't have to deal with, but international students do. Right. 
Well, great. I think we've got a good set of tips here for international students applying to the U.S. Is there anything you want to close out on or, or, yeah? I just want to reiterate that I think everyone has things that they're interested in and passionate about. And what I try to encourage all my students, my high school age students to do is as you go through high school, try to really engage in things that you find interesting and try to learn more about them and go in more depth because high school is an opportunity for you to explore some options for what you're interested in, you know, what kind of person you wanna be, what you may end up doing for a job or a career and it's just really a great time for exploration. So find what you're passionate about and do what you're passionate about. Your life will be so much happier if you do what you love. Right. And as a bonus, colleges like to see it. And colleges <laughs> and like can, to see it. It makes so for it, great. It serves, uh, yeah, it serves a double purpose because I, I don't want you to do activities just for the sake of doing them. I want you to do activities because you're interested in them. But right. it also is helpful. Um, it also is helpful from an admissions point of view or from a strategic point of view to be able to show colleges, here's who I am, here's what I'm passionate about, and here's what I've done up in, in my life up to this point to engage in that, in that passion. Right. Great. Thank you so much, Eric. This has been Shift, a college admissions podcast for a changing world hosted by Tyler from Achievable with Eric Kolb. And you can get a free trial of Achievable's ACT course by visiting achievable.me and be sure to use the code podcast to get 10% off if you like it.